Welcome to the Southside Trap Podcast. I'm your host, Sandra, and I'm bringing you a Chicago-centric soccer podcast focused on the Chicago Red Stars and the NWSL. Let's do this. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Southside Trap Podcast, the podcast where we talk all about the Chicago Red Stars and the NWSL. And we got us a game to recap, y'all. On Saturday, it was the home opener for the Chicago Red Stars, and they faced the Portland Thorns, and it was a double city doubleheader. Um, The opening match was the Chicago Fire against the Portland Timbers. And then the Red Stars were the main event, and they kicked off at about 7.30, and um, like that was against the Portland Thorns, and it was cold, y'all, like it was honestly super freezing, um, but these two teams gave us a really kind of like a little bit of a back and forth match. Um, I think these two teams, between them, I believe they were both sort of missing 14 players between injuries and players who are on um, national team duty. And there was also a head coach that was missing. So I think maybe sort of going into this game, um, maybe there were some people out there who thought it might not have been as an exciting game, but it was, it was a pretty, pretty good game. I think at the opening kickoff, um, people might have been a little intimidated and thought, oh, no, here we go. Because within the first 10 minutes, you had the Portland Thorns going up on the board with a goal in the ninth minute from Lindsey Horan. They kind of came out in a high press, and they were pinning Chicago pretty much in the final third there um, and got the goal within the first 10 minutes. And if I think if you were watching the first 15 minutes of the game, you sort of were left with a little bit of uneasy – Feeling, maybe thinking, oh, no, here we go. <laughs> Reevaluating your life choices in regards to your NWSL team that you're following. Um, but shout out to the Red Stars because, honestly, probably after those first 15 minutes, we started to see what the Red Stars are trying to do, question mark. They eventually settled into their game, and uh, they really committed to building their play out of the back, and it ended up leading – to an equalizing goal in the in the 31st minute you had summer green literally fight her way through portland defender and emily sonnet who who tried to honestly let's be real she tried to stand her up but uh summer green ended up nutmegging emily sonnet getting the ball through and then you had sofia huerta with the presence of mind to pick that ball up and be able to lay it off to Alyssa Motts, who slotted the ball past uh, Klingenberg and then eventually past France for the for the equalizer. Um, but that was also short-lived. And um, you had that in the 31st minute. In the 40, 40th minute, you had one of these errors, these, these mental errors that we s- sort of started seeing from the Red Stars throughout the gas. And, and the, the, this biggest one was this sort of soft back pass that Sinclair ended up tracking from I believe it was Sam Johnson and there was a lot of combination in the play where it's just like yeah you had this off back pass but you also had Alyssa Nayer come out and and 
try to make a play on this ball and it was this weird combination of just kind of kind of whiffing on the the attempt to save she and then getting her foot sort of caught in the grass it was it was really really weird but ultimately it just led to what was a pretty easy goal for somebody like Christine Sinclair I believe in my live tweeting and reaction about it I said I've, I've lost count of how many times Christine Sinclair has been able to do that against the Red Stars specifically um she just tends to just hunt this ball on the back line for the Red Stars and then end up making them pay and um it was a goal before halftime so they ended up going up two to one and then right in halftime I think the game definitely was already settled in and things started to open up a little bit more and and my favorite thing probably about this game honestly was seeing Aaron Gilliland emerge as like this option up top because in the starting lineup that I predicted for Chicago on hot time and all time I I had Aaron Gilliland pushed up um higher but I believe it was in the midfield so to see her as a forward option for Chicago it, it kind of made me smile honestly because it's like all right you know th- let's try to have some fun with it you know this team is currently very very injured and sort of going forward until you get all of those regular puzzle pieces that you're used to seeing this is this is the team moving forward so to sort of see uh the coaching staff kind of shake things up a little bit and seeing Gillen higher seeing Gordon get the start Camo get this start on the back line um got to try to make it f- fun and to see her sort of come and be that option for the Red Stars I think sort of brought some life to that to that front line I mean you had you had the team specifically I'll, I'll just narrow in on Colaprico and Huerta and Gillen it was just really good to sort of see this trio of 2015 draft class like they came in to the Red Stars as rookies and to sort of see them definitely try to play a role in getting a result for this team and in this in this game I thought was pretty significant. I think in the week one matchup against Houston, some of the analysis and I think some of the criticism that was out there was that the team wasn't able to settle in to the new style of play that they were really trying to develop. And on top of that, there was maybe sort of a lack of leadership. But I think in this game, there was a little bit of a different tempo and then you saw Colaprico just all over the pitch and then have a player like where that come away with two assists, I thought was pretty significant. Um, to the to the point where even even though there was a handball in the 65th minute, an unfortunate handball on a player like Colaprico who was having such a beast of a game, um, they still didn't tone it down, which I thought was pretty important. You go down three to one in the 65th minute. I think. Some teams out there, maybe against a team like the Portland Thorns, would maybe sort of try to feel deflated, um, especially a team that maybe is carrying some pretty significant injuries, but not the Red Star. So it was really good to see both Mots and Huerta just sort of like have this quick turnaround and be able to get that second goal. And at, from the 70th minute, 
all the way into stoppage time to sort of see the Red Stars still try to battle for a result during their home opener in front of their in front of their home fans there. I mean, and you even had these late game substitutions in like Michelle Vasconcelos, and you also had Aaron Yenny come onto the pitch, who is the the national team replacement player, and she also got a little bit of time against the Dash in Week One. For them to both sub on and also get a shot off, I believe Vasconcelos had a shot, but it was just a little bit wide, and Adriana French was able to make the stance, and then you had Yenny with a shot of her own, and she found a clear lane. But it was just a little, little, little too slow. Not enough power behind the shot, and so it was a fairly easy save for for Adriana France. But the but the best, I think, um, equalizing opportunity had to be from from Sofia Huerta when she she had that near like 90th stoppage time, that near chip that went off the stupid crossbar. I mean, and just knocked right off of there and it was it was almost like typical like you to see something like that you kind of had to laugh it's like this this ongoing tragic love story that will never end with the Chicago Red Stars and the goalpost it's just like this reoccurring thing so if that would have went in I, I can assure you it would have it would have been a would have been a really really great moment probably candidate for maybe even goal of the week but it was interesting to sort of see the team kind of just looked better in this second week compared to that first week. You just sort of saw them try to stick to what this game plan is, you know, this trusting the process that we've been hearing the team talk about and sort of be in this new formation of a 4-3-3 and sort of get more of this one-two touch improving their their passing and stuff like that. And 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 they did in this game. You know, they they held possession with nearly sixty percent, and and their passing accuracy, you know, at about seventy two percent. So, in that second half, there was a lot of back and forth and stuff. And I think, honestly, to not get a result, yes, of course, is disappointing. Um, but I think to have all of those small improvements in such a quick turnaround from week one to week two, I think is pretty significant again considering those question marks around certain injuries with the team I think that's huge and I think even though you look at the scoreline and see these two teams with a with a five goals between them at three to two scoreline and you think you know well maybe the defense didn't do Shoha but I thought Katie Naughton had another great game and shout out to Sarah Gordon for kind of holding it down she really put her athleticism on display and her speed and her pace out on display on the on the flank there and I think really stepped up and I think showed people who maybe might have doubted why she was an outside back option for this team um she played a lot of center back in DePaul when she was in college and then she's clearly become and converted into this outside back option for the team to go to so it was good to see her get the start and sort of be able to hold it on to keep up with a team like Portland. And even though Portland is missing players like Tobin Heath and Emily Menges and other players who are on international duty, you still have huge game playmakers on Portland and players like Lindsey Horan, the immortal Christine Sinclair, you know, players who play so well for them like uh, 
from Megan Klingenberg, who, even though she was the defender, was at some points on the pitch like the highest player even than some forwards. So you still have these significant playmakers on, on, on Portland side. So it was good to see the rest are sort of be able to go toe-to-toe with them. Um, considering some of their shortcomings heading into the match. So unfortunate and disappointing to not get a result, but I think there's a lot of positive things to take out of a game like this and going into an international break. Um, The Red Stars aren't going to play again until April 14th when they're on the road in Utah playing against the Royals. Um, And Alyssa Nair and Sophia Wirth are going to have uh, national team duty, and they're going to play a couple friendlies against Mexico. Um, so I guess all's wells that like ends sort of unfortunate. There was um, some post-game audio that I was able to get just with it being the very first, um, the very first home game. So we were able to talk to, to Rory Dames, and I'm, I'm sure some diehard fans out there have maybe sort of read um, some quotes, some post-game quotes from uh, Rory Names. And then also we also got Alyssa Nair and Danny Colaprico to talk about the game and the result after the after everything went down. So um, we're going to let you guys take a listen to that, and then we're going to wrap some things up. So here you go. Uh, I thought we were significantly better than we were last week. Even though you're missing a lot of the players that – you'd like to have on the field, what, what were your thoughts about the effort? All the players that played tonight get paid to play on this team. So I'm not going to talk about any of the players that didn't play because I disrespect the players that did play. I thought we were significantly better than we were last week. Um, there was somebody assigned to Mark Curran. That person didn't do their job. Curran got three out of two dead balls. They got two goals off of him. We lost three two. It's as simple as that. Do your job. What about the effort to come back? back with the goals to get two of them out there. Yeah, you know, I think that the, the problem isn't the effort to come back. The problem is is that we're still not at a point where we play with that kind of urgency and commitment to get forwards when we're not losing. And that's going to be something that we're going to have to continue to grow into. I mean, the first goal, the first goal, they didn't do anything to stop us from doing what we wanted to do. Our players didn't believe they could do what they wanted to do, and we got pinned for like 10 minutes, and it was a amount of time. I mean, I actually said to the bench right before they scored, I'm like, they're going to score in the next two or the corner. I guess you can't keep them in the corner kicks. I didn't think our player assigned to Mark Karan to completely lose her and let her take three touches and turn on a volley. But, I mean, they're, they're really good on dead balls. So if you're going to give them dead balls, silly, you're going to get punished for it. And we did. You felt like it was a lack of belief in that first ten minutes? I don't think it was a lack of belief. I think that they came and they pressed us and we knew we would. they would. And um, the players on the field have to believe they're good enough to, to be able to solve the problems and do that. And on the first one that we had, two players struggled with it, and then they didn't want the ball anymore for the next 10 minutes. So Alyssa ends up kicking two that go out of bounds, they pin us, they get a corner. That had nothing to do with Portland. That had everything to do with us. I mean, if those players want to be on the field, they have to be able to, to deal with that or they can't be on the field. You seemed really committed to working out of the back, even though you we were down, and then even later in the half you we were down again. Well, who are we going to kick it forwards to? I mean, Sinclair and Haran are going to win anything we put in the air. We don't have a ton of ball winners in the midfield. Summer Green strength isn't going up and winning headers. So, you know, and we've put the ball in the air for three years, and it's been good enough to get us to a certain point and not beyond it. So, you know, we're going to 
So it's definitely something you're trying to intentionally. Yeah, say, yeah. They can make some better decisions about what's on and what's not on, and we'll go back and watch the film with that. But yeah, I mean, um, what Portland did tonight is that's what Portland does. Regardless of who they have or who they don't have, that's what they're going to do. And they're good at it, and they're hard to break down, and they put you under a lot of pressure with it. But what Portland did tonight had nothing to do with the score of the game. What we did tonight had to do with the score of the game. And that's what they'll have to fit. Our players will have to grow into and understand. Mixing up that lineup a little bit, you moved Dylan up to the top. What were you looking at ahead of Um, We're just trying to find a spot right now where Gilly can go in and be impactful. And Sarah Gordon's been good in the preseason. I thought Sarah Gordon was good again tonight, so it made sense to try to get them both onto the field. Obviously not the result you wanted, that's the most important thing. But what are your thoughts on the double header? And is this something you think you'd like to keep on doing in the future? I don't know that I would agree with the result was the most important thing out of tonight. We've had to play with three subs for the last two weeks, and I think that's probably a bigger issue than what the result is. Um, but that's a different conversation, different time. Uh, the double header was neat. It's always fun to do stuff with the fire. Uh, once the fire... You know, once we kind of found our way in with them last year, it's been a good relationship. They support us, we support them. We're obviously disappointed that we we put the first loss of the board here this year when we're together, but you know, we'll, we'll go back and keep trying to get better. What'd you make of Danny's mistake? Danny's mistake? Yeah, on the handball. Uh, I didn't see it, but okay. if the person who's supposed to mark her hand just deals with her hand and doesn't let her run across the line, take a touch, turn, and hit a volley on target, then we never handball it. So I think that if I was Danny, I'd be pissed off at the person that didn't do their job. Thank you, Coach. What do you think of the game today? Oh, it's frustrating one. You never like to lose. Um, thought we did some good things. Obviously, we did some bad things as well. So I think we'll go back and look over it and try to learn from it. It's still early in the season, obviously only in the second game, so um, we'll take the positives, uh, we'll learn from the negatives, and we'll move on. It seemed like a really gutsy performance, um, but maybe you gave away some silly mistakes. Is that kind of how you saw it? Yeah, for sure. I think that, um, you know, the goals that we gave up were very preventable goals, and um, you know, we credit to Portland. They, they came out and fought as well, and they're committed to the way that they like to play, and they are always dangerous, and we know that, so um, can't really give them any any extra opportunities because um, they've got good players who will find the back of the net. So um, we'll go back, we'll clean some things up, and um, move on. What's that like from your position where you guys are trying to possess out of the back? And obviously a lot of that's coming through you on the switches and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's just it's how the game is evolving. Uh, if you look at how a lot of teams are playing these days, um, on it's just kind of how the game is growing. Um, and that's if we want to be successful, that's we're going to have to get better at it. With that, Gillen moved up top and short out. What did you think of the play from, from Jordan and uh, from Uh I thought Sarah was, you know, Sarah was great. She's come in, um, you know, every time she stepped in last year, she was good as well. She's obviously got a lot of pace that, um, you know, we playing high, she can recover in. And I thought she did a really good job tracking tracking players down and using her speed and athleticism, and then um, being comfortable trying to go in the attack as well. So uh, I thought she did well. Thank you. Thanks, Sarah. Yeah, I think, um, you know, we improved a lot from last week. I think last week was a bit of disappointment for us, and, you know, we wanted to correct some things um, on the ball, just our technical ability and uh, our confidence in each other and ourselves. So I think that showed a lot tonight, but, you know, it's disappointing to come away with a loss. And, you know, 
our thing this year is trusting the process, and that's what we're going to do. So we're moving forward. We're focused on Utah in two weeks, and that's where we're at. What do you think about the handball? <laughs> yeah, it was a handball. Um, yeah, and I take full responsibility for it. You know, stuff like that has happened. That has never happened to me before. But I guess there's a first for everything, and, you know, the, the best you can do is try and get it back, and unfortunately we didn't, and, um, yeah, I take responsibility for that. Was it just something you reacted without even thinking about it, or? I actually, I didn't even mean to hit it. Um, I got bumped, and, like, my hand flew forward, and it hit the ball, so it, it kind of did look like it hit the ball, but, I mean, I would never intentionally whack the ball in the box. I think I'm smarter than that, but, you know, it's unfortunate that it happened, so. On one of the free kicks out there, uh, you and Horta played on it. It's like something similar that you tried back on in Houston. Is that something that you're still working on? Yeah, I think it's a work in progress. Um, last week was a bit of a mess, but um, we talked it over this week in practice, and um, it was a lot better this week. And, you know, we'll, we'll pull out some tricks soon. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Yeah, so some interesting uh, post-game reactions from who you had. Coach names first, Alyssa Nair, and then Danny Colaprico just now. Um, I believe I said last week uh, when we were recapping the Houston Dash game with Chelsea, I said something along the lines of, you know, this isn't necessarily a team that doesn't know how to hold themselves accountable. Very rarely after a loss and in post-game mix zones have I had and my colleagues have had interactions with players not holding themselves accountable. Um, so it was just really interesting to sort of hear all the different sort of reactions to this post game. Um, really interesting comments uh, from head coach Rory Dame there. You had a combination of what it sounded like trying to hold people accountable and also sort of praise the team for coming out of week one and and finding some improvement. And I think that's not an unusual coaching uh, tactic. At least it's not uncommon. I think we saw something similar just last month in the She Believes Cup when you had the French coach pretty much doing her mix zone after a really bad loss against England. I believe it was a 4-1 to one loss. And she did something similar in sort of placing an emphasis on her team. And saying, you know, they didn't have a good game, basically. And I think the motivation behind that was to try to see how the players respond. And I think that's ultimately what's going to be the most interesting thing to sort of wait and see, like, what happens outside of this game um, and see how the Chicago Red Stars react to a loss like that and see if this has any impact on their mentality or uh, team morale and stuff like that. So we're not going to see the team. For a couple of weeks, there's a small break for an international friendly with USA against Mexico, and your girl's going to go cover that in Houston, Texas, so that should be fun. You should make a podcast about that. You think so? I think so. Oh, here I thought I was going to get a break, and my producer's <laughs> like, yeah, B, we should, we should do a podcast about that, all right? Well, maybe we'll do a podcast about the uh, Mexico and uh, USA game. And then after that, we'll be back to cover the April 14th game against the Utah Royals, and I believe that's going to be their home opener. So a lot of fun stuff coming up. Appreciate you all for tuning in and listening and hanging out with me. 
if you want to follow us, you can find us on iTunes at Southside Trap Podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter at Southside Trap Pod. That's one P, and you can find me at San Herrera underscore H E R R E R A underscore. Got mad love for you, Shorty. Peace.